Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of Camp Sports Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the NFL and we're going to talk about the futures of different NFL teams, whether they're good, they're underrated, they're overrated, or if they have a bad future. So first we're going to start with Matthew. We're at that time in the NFL season, just before the NFL draft, past the major points of the offseason and free agency. So really all these all this points in the NFL season is what teams are trying to do is they're trying to position themselves in the best possible scenarios they can for the future, not just for this season, but for the next three to five years. It's what we're gonna be looking at. It's we're gonna essentially analyze the teams how a few teams have positioned themselves for the next three to five years and discussing whether they're overrated or underrated, good or bad, in terms of how we view them, how other people view them. And basically what we're going to look at is how their roster is shaping up, their future draft picks and cap space, all of which are critical in the NFL. Probably more than any other sport, um, the draft plays a large role and a team's future success and their current success, which is why for the first good future team we have, I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. If you look at if you looked if you told me about the Dolphins' future just um, three years ago, I would have said terrible. They seemed directionless. They seemed to have nothing going for them. But they completed what is probably one of the best tanks in recent memory where they did the absolute right thing, which, as we discussed in previous episodes in, in our um, NBA episode, which is they got rid of their um, valuable assets to pre- prepare for the future. They started that trend off with trading their star left tackle, Laramie Tunsil, to the Texans for um, uh, quality first-round picks, which they've then flipped for even more first-round picks. They traded off Mika Fitzpatrick for a first-round pick. They traded a lot of quality pieces in order to prepare, to have a poor uh, 2019 season, which helped them build, get their quarterback, and set them up nicely for the future. And from there, they haven't stopped um, trying to acquire picks and grow as a team because they traded their number three overall pick that they acquired for the Texans for even more picks from San Francisco. So they're set up nicely for future NFL drafts as they have San Francisco's first-round picks for the next three years, along with um, a first-round picks from the Steelers this year. So they have plenty of opportunity to add into an already great team that won 10 games last year and just missed out on the playoffs, so they're positioned very nicely for the future. And, and even more than just their future, they already have good talent now, particularly when I look at the weapons that they have on the outside in uh, Devontae Parker, and they just added Will Fuller who, if Will Fuller can stay on the field, whether it be some suspensions or, as most common with his career, injuries, he's as quality a number one receiver as almost anyone in the league, but that's ultimately been his biggest um, downfall. But if you if he's able to stay healthy and stay on the field, then they have a absolutely elite wide receiver core. Along with that, Mike Gusecki, their tight end, broke out last year, which is adding to another um, already great arsenal of weapons for... Another great thing that they have going for them, which is their young uh, quarterback, Tua Tungvaluwa. Just before he tore his hip at Alabama, Tua was easily considered the best prospect coming out in uh, recent memory. And unfortunately, that hip injury allowed him to fall down the draft order. But luckily for the Dolphins, they were able to grab him. The problem with Tua is that he's been a little bit um, inconsistent and sort of scared to push the ball downfield. And it, to be honest, it's kind of understandable. I don't 
really see why so many people in the media and Dolphins fans want to move off to us so quickly as he was um, six and two as a starter and he um, played his first football action since since um, that horrific injury in college. So he's only going to get better from here. He's only going to improve. And he was obviously a young quarterback, so there's going to be some growing pains. That was my own biggest gripe with the coaching staff was them taking him out of close games late last season, which is something I completely disagree with from a developmental standpoint. When you have a young quarterback like Tua, you want him to be um, – there when the moments get tough because iron for design and you're going to come out either um victorious in those situations or you're going to have to learn from your mistakes when you do mess up and you let your team down it's how great players are made they're not just uh, made instantly and when things get tough they come out that's just not what makes great players great and i think that was a mistake but ultimately i think um to be able to develop into a quality quarterback the strength of the Dolphins was obviously their um, defense last year, which was just top of the league. They have, in my opinion, the best cornerback pairing in the league with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. I think they complement each other really well with Byron being the guy who locks down receivers and Xavier being the um, obvious ball hawk as he had 10 interceptions last year, which led the league. They, are, they have um, a great rest of the defense, but I think the Dolphins' biggest strength is their coach, Brian Flores, who has managed to turn around a team that looks like one of the worst of all time into a quality um, double-digit win team in just a short span, which is, I think, a coach is absolutely the most critical part, along with a quarterback, a building for the future, which is why I believe the uh, Dolphins have a really nice uh, couple of years to look forward to. Uh, Connor, is there, what team would you say has a good future? I think that the uh, Los Angeles Chargers have a great future, uh, especially due to their uh, amazing, great rookie quarterback. Justin Herbert last year was great. He averaged, or he, he had 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions with a 98.3 quarterback rating, which is a great, great for a rookie quarterback. And uh, the deal with uh, Justin Herbert also is that he's on his rookie deal, so they'll have room to... Uh, sign people in free agency to improve their team to make them even better. Then uh, give him more weapons, along with guys like Eckler and uh, Keenan Allen, who are already uh, is a great running back for Eckler is a great running back for them. Keenan Allen's an excellent receiver. That uh, offense is going to be good for the future. They're young and upcoming, and I think that they have a really talent, talented future for their offense. However, their defense. It's still promising, too, because we, we all know about their elite pass rusher, Joey Bosa. He's one of the best in the league. He can always uh, pressures the quarterback or he gets him for a sack. And their secondary is also uh, very quality. So uh, that defense, it, it's pretty solid. And I think that if Justin Herbert keeps on improving, that uh, offense will help lead them to, uh, to a potential Super Bowl in the future. And uh, one thing that they do need help on is off- in offense, though, is their offensive line. They don't have a um, uh, they don't have the most solid line out there, and they need to protect their their rookie quarterback or their new star quarterback, and Justin Herbert, from uh, the pass rush. So I think that's something that they need to work on for the future. And also, uh, a question for them is their coach, because he's going to be a first year coach this year. He was a defensive coordinator for the Rams, Brandon Staley. 
And uh, he's going to be a question, of course, because we haven't seen how he, he's been as a head coach. So he could go one of two ways. He could help boost the defense along with the uh, upcoming offense, or it could just uh, stagnate things. But uh, I, I see hope for him as uh, the Rams' defense in the past years has been great, which is somewhat due to the phenomenal players on that defense of the Rams, like uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. But I think that uh, Ren Taylor did a solid job and helped that Chargers team uh, have a good future uh, in the next few years. So, Matthew, how about your opinions on a team with an underrated future? Um, I'd have to go probably with my own Dallas Cowboys having an underrated future. I've seen a lot of people after the um, Dak Prescott uh, com- huge contract extension that their future is suddenly ruined or that they won't be competitive, which I don't believe is the case. When I look specifically at the team already surrounding Dak Prescott, even before his um, contract came into play, he has a top three receiving core in the NFL, arguably top one, with um, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup leading the trio of quality 1,000-yard potential receivers. Coupled with that, he has um, Ezekiel Elliott, who at a time very recently in his career was a consensus top three running back who had an off off year last year, but I believe is still capable of returning to that form. And the biggest problem with the Cowboys last year – but uh, other than defense on offense, I mean, was their offensive line, which was a large part due to their injuries on both tackles and the tackle depth along with Zach Barton. So if the, I believe that the Cowboys are able to maintain a somewhat healthy line over the next three to five years, that line will return to its top five form. And um, the success of Ezekiel Elliott will um, come back. And as a result, Dak Prescott will also improve. So, in terms of the offense, the Cowboys have a clearly a very quality um, offense that looks poised to stay intact for um, the near future. The defense is really the main concern, which is what prevents them from really being in a, a good future NFL team, as they were the 30th ranked run defense last year, and their secondary is also um, incredibly weak. But a lot of a lot of that defensive struggle could be placed on the defensive coordinator. Um, they recently fired Mike Nolan, so it's possible that a change in the defensive coordinator hiring, hiring Dan Quinn, who coached the Legion of Boom in Seattle when they were elites, could help return the defense to a somewhat mid-level, respectable form, which would probably be enough for the Cowboys to be successful given how potent their offense is. The, the Cowboys' defense is not without talent. There's clearly DeMarcus Lawrence, who's just a proven quality um, edge rusher, but also their linebacking core of Jalen Smith and Lane Vander Esch have shown flashes of quality potential who where they haven't quite reached that again, but clearly they've demonstrated that they have the ability to be elite um, NFL linebackers. So it's possible they could return to that form again. Also in the secondary, they have some promising members, particularly with Trayvon Diggs leading the way. So in the draft, if they're able to identify a quality cornerback to pair with them, you could see a transformation of the Cowboys defense probably the biggest um reasoning behind the Cowboys likely success in the next um couple of years is simply the state of the NFC East at the moment the Cowboys have 
the only proven NFL um, franchise quarterback in the division. Dak is entering the prime of his career. Is likely going to play the best football he's ever played, which has already been very solid for an NFL quarterback. But when we look around the other teams in the league, the Eagles are rolling out with Jalen Hurts, who has only played a few games as a rookie last year and wasn't that highly touted as a prospect when he came out. There's also Daniel Jones to the Giants, who was drafted very high, but hasn't fully um, lived up to his draft position and seems to have a major turnover problem, which if you want to win in this league, you just can't be turning over the ball. It doesn't work um, nearly as well as it used to. And players like um, Jameis Winston are finding that out the hard way. So it doesn't seem likely that unless Daniel Jones is able to turn a corner, that the Giants will um, likely have to move off of him. And the Washington football team is probably the most complete team of the NFC East teams. But to win in this, to win in the NFL, you need a quarterback to be competitive. And right now, they simply just don't have um, a quality franchise quarterback. It, it seems like their starter will be Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's played on at least half the teams in the NFL, in the NFL just by me thinking about it. And... Ryan Fitzpatrick is capable on any given Sunday of being the best quarterback in the league, but the problem with um, Fitzpatrick has always been consistency. He just simply cannot play quarterback at a high level uh, for any sort of um, extended period of time. So Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely not a long-term solution at quarterback for the Washington football team, which is why the Cowboys should be able to take advantage of the weak NFC East and find themselves in the playoffs pretty consistently over the next few years. Uh, who would you say is underrated, Connor? I think the Arizona Cardinals are a pretty underrated team, mainly because of their strong mix of both young talent and established talent in the league right now. Uh, four guys come to mind for me when it comes to that. It's uh, Kyler Murray and Buda Baker for the young talent. And then they have they now have J.J. Watt and... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who are both uh, you know, all-league all players. J.J. Watt is nearing the end of his career, but uh, he's still a, gr a great player. He was a great player last year. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the league. So uh, let's start with Kyler Murray first. I think that he's a great uh, quarterback who has potential to rise even more. And he's still in his rookie deal, which means, which is a plus because the team can't... Uh, build around him. And uh, Kyler Murray, he's a great dual threat quarterback who makes the right decisions. He doesn't turn the ball over too much. And uh, he's a great solid quarterback for uh, the Cardinals right now who only has room to grow. Uh, Buda Baker is a great safety. <laughs> a, uh, J.J. Watt's one of the best pass rushers in the league still. Uh, the addition to the Cardinals is going to help uh, the pass rush, which uh, which was pretty good last year, but it's going to be even better this year. So his addition is going to be a phenomenal uh, addition to the team. And also a um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. He uh, He's your prototypical wide receiver. He's pretty super tall, like 6'3", I think. Super fast. Has perhaps the best hands in the NFL. Can make those athletic, outstanding catches over three people. So he, he's going to be great next year also. So uh, that and 
they uh, their record last year was eight and eight, which doesn't seem the best on paper, but they underperformed last year, and I think this year they're going to do better. And although their division's pretty stacked, I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. And um, along with J.J. Watt, they have Chandler Jones as a pass rusher who's known to get a lot, lots of sacks every season. He, so that pass rush is going to be really good. And uh, the question with this team, I think, is their coach, uh, Kingsbury, his uh, air raid system works well in college, but it still isn't, hasn't proven itself in the NFL yet. And Kyler Murray would be one of the quarterbacks to help make the system work. But it's still not a guarantee that it's going to work. So he's a question there. And also his defense, he's not known for his defensive coaching. But um, that there is the questions for the Cardinals. But every position, at every position they have either a solid player or they have a young upcoming talent or an established veteran. So that, that team overall is really good. I think they have a pretty underrated future going into next few years. So how about when we're discussing the overrated future in the, in the NFL? Who do you think has the most overrated future, Matthew? Um, to me, the first team that comes to mind when I think an overrated future would probably be the New Orleans Saints. Mainly because the Saints have been a quality team for such a long time, but the retiring of Drew Brees really hurts um, what the Saints overall can do in the future. Basically, every year you would hear about the Saints having salary cap issues, but somehow they would all magically be resolved by the time the season rolled around. And the reason for that was that they simply pushed um, money and contracts back over the course of the years, basically kicking the can down the road, count, kicking the can down the road so that they wouldn't have to deal with it until a later date. All of that was in the hopes of pushing for a Super Bowl with Drew Brees. But now that Drew Brees has retired, it's come time to pay the bill, basically, and take the hit of all of their um, cap issues, which is why they lost a lot of quality players this offseason, including their a lot of key defensive players, such as Trey Hendricks. Hendrickson, who um, played a large part in their defense, and they also lost Emmanuel Sanders on offense. So their offense is limited. Their defense is now limited. They're also still strapped for the cap in the next few years as well, still dealing with the money from uh, the contracts that they had to let go and trade. And, of course, the biggest problem that the Saints have in the future is what they're going to do at quarterback. They've had Drew Brees for the last over the last 10 years of just providing quality Hall of Fame level quarterback play. And now they don't have a proper succession plan in place for him. Right now they have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston as the quarterbacks on the roster, neither of which I believe are quality enough to win uh, meaningful playoff games in this uh, era of the NFL. Unless um, Taysom Hill develops into a quality pocket passer, which I don't see happening, or if James Winston can solve the turnover problem that he's had every single year of his career, then I don't see them being solutions for them at the quarterback position. James Winston is more intriguing to me as a prospect because James Winston obviously has talent. It's pretty clear, but um, his carelessness with the football and then poor decision-making in um, critical moments is what really hindered him from being a quality um, quarterback. And also the fact that after the, the year he left the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they won the Super Bowl without him. 
sort of signifies that he was holding his team back and not actually improving the team, which makes me think he's not he's not going to be able to help the Saints anytime soon. Um, and additionally, the reason the Saints' future doesn't look too great is because they have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right in their division, the Super Bowl champions. So it's always going to be difficult to make the playoffs when it's hard to win your division, coupled with the fact that you're that they have to go against the greatest player of all time two times a year makes it more uh, difficult to be successful in and make the playoffs. So for those reasons, I really don't see the Saints being super uh, competitive in the next few years, despite having phenomenal talent, particularly when I look at Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and along their offensive line with uh, Ryan Ramchek. They have quality players, but they don't have enough to get themselves into proper uh, contending positions, so they'll likely be in uh, the worst position in sports, which is just mediocrity, which um, doesn't look too well for the future. Um, Connor, who would you say has an overrated future? I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have a pretty overrated future, especially because of the quarterback play, because we've said before that you need a quarterback in the league to win a Super Bowl, and right now they don't really have a great option. Big Ben, his play has fallen off over the past few years as he's gotten older and due to his injuries. And they don't really have a plan for him after he retires, which is going to be pretty soon, next few years. And um, Mason Rudolph, I don't think he's going to become or develop into a quality starter that can help lead a team to Super Bowl. And um, even if Big Ben, you know, turns it on or whatever, he has a weak O-line, so he's going to get sacked a lot, and he's, he might get injured again because he's had injury problems the past few years. So I think the quarterback play, which you need to win a Super Bowl, is not going to be there for the Steelers, which is one of the most important things, so or the most important thing for an NFL franchise. So I don't, I don't see them winning anytime soon. And uh, they have a solid bunch of receivers, but none of them are a number one receiver who you can go to at any time, any any given down, they none of them will be able to make a play. The first one that comes to mind is Juju Smith-Schuster, who uh, in the last year got into a little controversy due to his TikTok dances. But I mean, he's a, he's a solid receiver, but he's not the type of guy like a DeAndre Hopkins or a, or Amari Cooper. He's gonna make a, a a great play, a great catch to help save a possession or a drive. He's a, a good solid receiver. He can be a good number two option for the Steelers. But after Antonio Brown left, it, no one was there to fill his, his place. And um, they, they need that, especially because their quarterback's not the best the next coming years. They also don't have a running back, which is very, uh, or, you know, you, you need at least some offensive talent to win games. But, at the three core positions for the offense, if you don't have much talent there, you're not going to be able to win football games, no matter how good the defense is, because it's been phenomenal the past few years. But you need a good off or a solid offense with a good quarterback to win games, no matter how uh, good the defense is. Like the 85 Bears, their offense wasn't that great. It was solid, and that's all they needed. They had Walter Payton, a fantastic running back, one of the best of all time. Jim McMahon was a solid enough quarterback. And they had a few receivers who could 
uh, you know, you could get the ball down the field. And that team won most of their games because of their amazing stacked defense. Now, the Steelers, they don't, their defense isn't as good as the 85 Bears, obviously. And their offense is worse. So I don't, and they're all old too. So I don't see them winning anytime soon. So I think that they need to trade or trade pieces and tank because that's the only option for them right now. I don't see how they can turn their team around to becoming a Super Bowl t- winning team unless some players really step it up. Like maybe Chase Claypool becomes number one receiver and maybe Mason Rudolph comes Tom Brady. But <laughs> unless that happens, their their future is not going to be very good. And they're also in a, one of the hardest divisions in the league because the Browns and the Ravens are both great teams. And the Browns beat the Steelers last year. They crushed them in the playoffs. And that Steelers team last year was a better team than they are this year. And the Ravens, you know, the Ravens are a great team. So um, those playing them uh, four times in total, that's going to gonna be hard for the Steelers to even make the playoffs, let alone compete for a championship. So I think that the Steelers have a pretty overrated future. So now we finally go to the bad future for teams and Matthew who's your pick for the for a bad future in the NFL um I'd say my first pick for the a bad future would probably be the Philadelphia Eagles um this team was just won the Super Bowl uh um basically four years ago and now they have um just a really poor future to look forward to the biggest thing probably be their cap issues and those cap issues just stem from paying Carson Wentz his enormous contract and then trading him two years later to the Colts, taking on a lot of dead money and also leaving them without a quarterback. And as we've repeated quite a few times over the course of this episode, you need a quarterback to win Super Bowls in the NFL. It's just, there's no getting around that. You can't have a great team and no quarterback. It's just simply not enough. You could see the Colts and how they have a great team, but without their quarterback, they're not ever able to truly compete. And it's the same with the Eagles, except the Eagles don't have a quality team around their lack of quarterback. Right now they have a an old um, O-line that's constantly um, injured and depleting. Really the only quality piece left uh, would be Jason Kelsey along the offensive line, but even then the whole uh, line is getting older in a division with quality pass rushers like the Washington football team uh, entire D-line and Demarcus Lawrence and Leonard Williams, you need a quality offensive line to sustain success in that division. Along with the fact that they have um, Jalen Hurts at quarterback, who's kind of showed a bit of promise in his rookie season, but is still unproven and doesn't have um, too much of the skills required to be a, a quality NFL quarterback, such as that pocket um, passing ability, that deep ball accuracy. Along with the fact that the Eagles really have no quality wide receivers, they took um, Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson last year in the NFL draft, which was a huge mistake as Justin Jefferson immediately came in and became a top 10, 15 wide receiver in the league and just was a was just um, a fantastic player for the Vikings. And they chose the wrong unproven guy. And um, they haven't made any moves to really um, sort of amend that. 
they could have had maybe traded for Kenny Galladay, but the Giants got him and the other quality receivers and the free agency went elsewhere, so they haven't done enough to address that. And the weakest point of the Eagles would probably be their um, secondary. They simply just uh, have they traded for Darius Slay last year, who um, is quite expensive, but he really did not perform to his contract. And beyond that, they have no one else really um, at a quality starting level, which in a league that's transitioning to more passing and now there's rule changes that definitely favor offense and passing. You need a quality secondary to, in order to uh, keep up with um, the quality receivers that are coming in through co- through college. And right now the Eagles don't have that. and They don't seem to have the ability to amend that given their caps-based um, draft capital and um, where the franchise is headed. Along with that, they also have coaching turnover as they fired um, Doug Peterson. So there's uncertainties all across the board with the Eagles, and I don't see how they could change that anytime soon. Um, Connor, who would you say has a bad future? Well, in my opinion, it's the Texans. Bill O'Brien really messed up that franchise. They uh, traded for Tunsil, right? Or they traded away Tunsil? They traded for for Tunsil, yeah, which was a yeah, which was a mistake. He's been a he's a solid guy when he's not hurt, but he's hurt sometimes. And also, his contract is very high, so about uh, that in itself is a bad trade. They got rid of the best wide receiver in the league and gave him to the Cardinals for nothing. For, yeah, for nothing. For David Johnson, the greatest Allen running back of all time. <laughs> and uh, um, they um, also released JJ Watt, which was which is also obviously bad because JJ Watt's one of the best pass rushers in the league. And their talent right now is it's very, very minimal. There's no good players on the Texans. The team is in chaos right now because of Deshaun Jackson, or not Jackson, Deshaun Watson, doing some very terrible things. So it, they're, they're one hopeful point for the future. Seems like he's not going to be playing the league, or he's going to play very few minutes in the league, or he's going to get traded. One of the other. One of the other, or one of those options, due to his um, terrible decision making, and um, so he was the one bright point on that team because he's been great. He he helped lead them to the playoffs, but if he's not there, then I don't really see anyone for them who's going to be a plus. It's going to be hard for um, for the Texans to come back. They're going to have to gain draft capital somehow. They're going to have to really just be bad for the next few seasons if they want to be better in the future, which is really a Texans thing to do. They, they take their star players, like, say, Andre Johnson of the past, like J.J. Watt, and they just waste talent. They're, um, they're, they, they've always been a terrible franchise. They don't win too many playoff games. They, uh, yeah, and this year, I don't expect them to win many games. So yeah, the the Texans they don't have a pretty bright they have a pretty dark future. It's gonna be pretty rough for the next few years. And yeah, they're, they're my worst, or they have a bad future. They're one of the worst teams in the league, and I think they're gonna be for the next few years. So yeah. Um, just to add, I'd say when in order to sort of get out of the hole of a bad future, you need draft picks. 
which the Texans don't have because they traded away their first-round pick this year for um, Laramie Tunsil, which was the third overall pick. So they can't even get a quality player to uh, um, sort of help that team. And they went... They only won four games last year with Deshaun Watson, so with elite quarterback play, they're still only able to win four games, which demonstrates just the lack of talent in that whole um, franchise, which um, just demonstrates that they don't have the uh, ability to sort of build for the future. And they also kind of remind me of the Lions, who I believe also has a bad, have a bad future. Simply put, they have like no direction they seem to be headed in, no um, plan of action, a quarterback or to um, acquire talent. At least I could say the the Lions acquired first-round picks from the Rams in the Matthew Stafford trade, but now they don't have – they lost Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Darius Slay. They have no quality players, no quality playmakers on offense. Their defense was ranked last, last year, and I just don't see – how they're going to be able to recover from this anytime soon. So there's not really too much to look forward to if you're a Lions or Texans fan. Well, uh, this episode has been good today. We've gone to the NFL and we've seen which teams we think will have great futures in the NFL in the next coming years, and which teams will be bad and everything in between from overrated to underrated. So uh, that's all the time we have for today. It's been good talking to you all. Uh, working on sports and goodbye. Haha, <laughs> I lied again. Uh, that wasn't the end. We also have a website with the following blog that will help talk about something in de- in depth into this episode. So uh, make sure to check that out. It'll be in the description of this episode. And goodbye for real. <laughs>